The last thing you want is for something to go wrong with your plumbing, but it happens a lot. And the last thing you want when there's water spraying all over your kitchen or your toilet is overflowing is looking up reviews on which plumber you should call. So let me save you some time. Call the art of plumbing. They're always on time. They can locate the problem and fix it right away. They even help with solutions to stop any future problems. Save time. Call the Art of Plumbing today, 541-951-9405. Welcome into Other People's Shoes, of course. You know I'm your host, Neil Matthews, and today I get to sit down with Amber. She's the president of Southern Oregon Runners Club, and I get to sit down with Jerry as well, who's one of the founding members of the Southern Oregon Runners Club. Two very unique perspectives on running. If you're a runner, you're going to want to stay tuned for this. If you're not a runner, you're going to want to stay tuned for this as well because we talk about some practical ways that you can start running right away. So maybe that's your New Year's resolution. I know it's only uh, October, but hey, never too early to start. On your marks, get set, let's go! Hey, come take a walk with me, not like you used to do something different. Welcome in to Other People's Shoes, of course. I am your host, Neil Matthews. Welcome to Puck's Donuts here in Phoenix, Oregon. Great place to come and get donuts. Uh, it is right off at 99. You can't miss it. There is a quite, uh, I would say, uh, peppermint pink um, kind of donut thing across uh, or out in their parking lot there. Uh, great place to come get a, a donut, cup of coffee, small little place, but don't let the size fool you. It is a great place to come get a donut. Dozen donuts, I'm sure, are available for you all the time. So, uh, But help me welcome my guest today. We are sitting with a president. So without further ado, let's just, let's just cue this up. That's right, folks. We get to sit with the president of the Southern Oregon Runners Club, Amber. Amber, how are you today? Great. I'm so glad people can't see how red my face is. <laughs> we talked about a little pre-show, so she did know that was coming, but uh, but I, she didn't know about it before our recording. And of course, I want to introduce our other guest, uh, Jerry. Jerry, how are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you. Jerry, now... I got to lead off with, with this very important question for both of you. So before we get into too much uh, awesome and, and running stuff and running club stuff, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. But this is the most important question that everyone has to answer, and that's this. And, and you guys can answer it, whoever wants to go first. Uh, maybe we go ladies first. But, uh, but what size shoes do you wear? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. And is there a certain brand that you like to uh, wear? I'm a, I'm a Nike Pegasus fan. You're a Nike Pegasus. Now, do you want to go colors or are we going to go too far down the road? Whatever's on clearance. Whatever's on clearance. But Nike Pegasus is, is where we're at. Okay. So we're going to try to put on two shoes at the same time. And Jerry, same question to you. What size shoe and then uh, brand I, that you like? I wear 10 and a half uh, Asics, which is the old Tiger back okay. when it was first brought out. The Tiger brand even. It was a Tiger brand. Yeah. I remember those. Well, nice. I mean, I don't remember those. I remember seeing them through the years of being an Asics guy myself. So, wow. Okay, Tiger brand. And then um, how many pairs of shoes do you guys own? Do you know? All combined. Like dress shoes, running shoes, everything. I always like to know this, too. 30. 30? Amber's like, I'm not sure. we got to go back and count. Jerry, how many you got? Well, good shoes, probably a couple, three pair. And yeah. running shoes, uh, four pair. Okay. You're not as bad as I am. I have upwards of 50. Wow. That's so embarrassing because I have a shoe issue, I think. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of shoes. Um, so, so, guys, uh, take me back to the starting line for you guys. Where, where did running start for, for you guys? Where, where did it really begin? Where did the journey start? Oh, I get to go first. Okay, yeah. so the journey started for me um, when my dad decided it was a he was ready for us to do something that we could all do as a family. And so he um, signed our family up for Southern Oregon Sizzlers at the time. So, it was so what year is this? 1998, Okay. I think. All right. Yeah. So it was, um, we started doing that, and we started, I think, I think one of our first races was Rooster Crow. And then 
Was that out in Rogue River? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where my running journey started. Okay. All right. Jerry, how about you? Where did it start for you? Back in 69. Um, I don't know why. I just... Uh, well, a couple of episodes happened. One, I got I was teaching school, and I got beat around the backstop by a bunch of kids. And I thought, this is crazy, you know. I'm only in my 20s, and some of the young kids are beating me around the backstop. And so I started running and uh, just uh, continued on. Yeah. So kids beating you behind a backstop motivated you to, to, to start this running journey? I guess that's what I would say initially, yeah. Yeah. And then I talked to some people, and they, had, they were runners, and there weren't very many runners in those days, so you were kind of, in a, of an anomaly, you know. You, you just yeah. weren't very popular. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that, because I, I have a question that, that leads to that. So, Jerry, your, your first race, if I'm doing my, my research correctly, was April, uh, April 10th, 1969, right? Actually, it was uh, a race out in the first race that we had locally was out in Eagle Point, and it was a 10-mile um, the first race I ran was over at uh, Eastern Oregon's uh, uh, Spray, Spray, Oregon, which is the oldest half marathon in Oregon. Wow. So what, what do you remember about that first race, like step into the line? What, what, what comes to mind? Well, it started with a shotgun. and A literally a shotgun. Can you imagine? And you ran from Service Creek, which was just a spot in the road to, to spray, and there was a rodeo at Spray and, uh, you know, small town festivities. But there weren't very many races in Oregon. You know, there were only like three or four. So, Wow. Amber, how about you? You talk about that roosty, rooster crow race. Do you remember stepping to that line and, and remembering what that felt like? Yeah, it was, um, it was exciting. And we had all, like all five of us were there and we... We wore the shirts the day of the race, which, you know, sometimes is a little faux pas, but yeah. we totally did it. Yeah. And it was exciting, and you had instant competition with just your brother and sister right there. So I remember just being nervous and excited. Do you remember who won as far as your siblings go? Pardon? Do you remember who won the race as far as your siblings go? Probably my sister. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know, you know. You're a pretty fast runner yourself. I mean, you've, you've beaten me a it time or me two. A which, okay. It took me All a while. Okay. All right. How, how old were you in that I first was, race? I want to say 12. 12? Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's good to start, right? You got to gotta start somewhere. Okay. So, uh, so Jerry, you did, a, you did an interview with KOBI uh, mm -hmm. back in April. Right. And on that interview, you actually had stated to them that you had uh, run uh, 72,000 miles, which, by the way, is enough to circle the, the globe twice, right? right? I'm working on three. And, and you're, you're, you're working on your third time, right? So right. that's incredible, by the way. As a fellow runner and just even a running enthusiast as I am, I'm thinking to myself, we have somebody in the valley that has done that many miles. To me, that was, that was incredible. How, how on earth, where, where did it all that start? Well, those are documented. Those right. are the ones that are documented. Okay. I, I ran before that, but I didn't keep track of it. Okay. So I can't, I have you more than that. You can't technically actually, count but, it, but right? Because if it's not on Strava, it doesn't count, right? Well, Is that the old cliche? Or? If yeah. it's not in the notebook, it doesn't it's, count. If it's not in the notebook, it doesn't right. count. Exactly. Fair enough. I like it. Yeah. So, 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 but what people may be listening thinking, what possessed him to, to start that, to, to, to even one document, and then two, put in all those miles? Well, someone told me at the time that it was important to write down what you did, you know, so you, so historically, you know, what you, what you did before, and if you have an injury or something else occurs, well, you can look back and see what happened. So that's probably why I started it, and I just continued it. Uh, a daily thing it was just a very small notation in a in a on a piece of paper and continued it on and then i ended up with all these booklets that <laughs> have have the history yeah so i mean you're obviously a little older in years than i am no 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 disrespect of course i mean you're 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 an older saint so to speak absolutely. right absolutely all right so i'm still on the top side of the dirt though there you go and they <laughs> aim into that right so so i guess Looking forward, 
I mean, not not that we want this to happen to you by any means, but but what do you want your reg- running legacy to be? Oh boy, um, I I don't really. I've never really thought about a running legacy. You know, I haven't thought about a legacy. Period. Uh, I just live life on a daily basis and take it from there. Yeah. But I mean, do you ever think like down the road, or I mean, do do you have grandkids or anything like that 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 would that would say, hey, when Grandpa's gone, we we remember this about him? Well, we have a daughter. Okay. Uh, but no, I've never thought about it. Okay. All right. So, how does the baton get passed from Sizzlers to now Southern Oregon runners? Do do we know that story? Oh, Jerry does yeah. it well. Yeah. Well, we, originally we we didn't want to be. We wanted SOS was our you know the three letters, yeah. Southern Oregon and then Sizzlers. And we picked Sizzlers because we didn't want to be the Striders. There were a lot of groups that were called Striders in those days, particularly in California. And uh, so we picked Sizzlers. Well, then along the way we got kind of noted for being. Um, a restaurant, you know, there was a Sizzler restaurant. Yeah, I was thinking about that myself, yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought they were the sponsor, to be honest with you, yeah. when I first heard the yeah. name back in high school, because I, I went to South Medford and graduated in 99, so, you know, running is obviously in our community. And sure. so, anyway. So, along the way, well, we just de- decided at one point to, we wanted something that more or less conveyed what we really were, not, you know, we're runners. So right. Southern Oregon Runners. So we changed the name. I don't even recall what year it was. 2004. 2004? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. So, so back in the early days of, of, of starting the club, right, mm-hmm. Southern Oregon Sizzlers, and then now the name changed to Southern Oregon Runners, what was the greatest challenge you experienced in people coming out to run races? Well, there weren't a lot of runners. I mean, we were we were mocked, you know. You, people would drive by and they'd say, do you want to ride? And hut, 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 and, and those kind of things. Sure. Uh, so when we first started races, and again, and my wife Zella was, she's instrumentals. I mean, we're a duo, you know, we're a couple. And, right. And uh, so anything that we did when we started races, well, she was instrumental in them also. Um, it was getting people out because, you know, like I say, you were mocked, and nobody likes to be made fun of. So it was a it was a different era. Yeah, Amber. What about nowadays? Right. Fast forward. So when did you become president of Southern Oregon Runners? Uh, I'm going on two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's the greatest challenge that you run into as as the president of getting people to come out? Not only I know you have a team behind you. It's not just you. You know, you have a number of people behind you. But. I think just kind of, a com- now at this time, just competing with all the other events that are going on on that mm-hmm. same weekend. Um, and then, you know, there's a level of what do I get when I finish? I guess, you know, do I get a medal? People love finisher medals, so that's kind of a big draw. And coming from um, a little bit of an old-school background, I cringe a little at the thought of finisher medals. <laughs> you know, that's terrible. People love them. They're great. But it's been a hurdle for me to kind of get over that and embrace it. Yeah. I'm going to be selfishly admitting I do like the finisher medal. <laughs> it does feel like a participation trophy. But I'll tell you, the first time I got a blue ribbon with Southern Oregon Runners, I think I cherished that more than the finishing medal that day because I was so excited about that blue ribbon more so than the finishing yeah. medal. So yeah. uh, so I think there's pluses and minuses from the sound of it. You know, it could go both ways. So um, why do you think, and this is really a question for both of you, why do you think sometimes people get so discouraged in running? Because it's hard. Okay. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. Right. And a lot of people, especially after the first of the year, you know, they – make their resolution and and they do okay for a month or six weeks and then it goes by the wayside. It is, it's difficult, you know. There are days when anybody, Amber, myself, uh, you know, you don't really want to go out there, and, but you do. And you really, I mean, at the end of the day, the worst part of it, I guess, is that you are your own worst enemy, right? So do you really want to go out and have to listen to yourself tell you you can't do it or it hurts no you don't so you don't right and you stay on the couch but and so I guess really the biggest hurdle of running is your own mental battle 
So I guess that's the hardest part, right? Right. Yeah, I, I heard a quote recently that you're uh, you're lapping everyone that's on the couch right now. Yeah. Just keep that's that right. in mind. You're lapping everyone that's on the couch right now. And do I, I, I don't I don't know, but it just resonated with me with what you're saying as yeah. far as that goes. And I've been helping with the talent middle school girls, and mm. I mm-hmm. just keep telling them, I say, you're stronger than you think. And when that no, I can't do it comes into your head, you need to just say, I can, and just push through. And I think that's when when you're able to go, no, I can do this, is when you really start to see your potential and what you're capable of and how much further you can go as a runner. And that is one of the most unique things about running, is you really just get to unlock how strong you can be. And it's just a personal battle. And it's cool to see people win that. What is it like for you when you see young runners get it? Uh, Especially, I mean, that, that's, that to me is so awesome to see, right? All right, yeah, you want to make me cry. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I don't want to, but people have been known to cry on this show, so uh, that's not my heart. But It is the most rewarding thing that I've ever experienced. Um, I just did hill sprints with some kids. and So t- for a non-runner, what's a hill sprint? For, so um, we go up a hill for as hard as we can for a duration of time. For my group, because I work with the slower girls a little bit, um, it was two minutes. Two minutes as hard as you can. And we did this three times. And we went up rap lane. So we were going up there, and you could just see them just struggling. And I, I'm like, come on, you guys can do this. you know. And it's just this minute where they believe they can do it. And they look so strong. It's amazing. I get goose pimples thinking about it just because I see these little humans just accomplishing something they never thought they could. And they're doing it with their own little two feet. And that's such a magical thing. And that's such a, that's really where I get so in love with running. Is it's just so cool that people can do so many cool things with two feet and some determination. I mean, that... That's incredible. You're okay. It's, it's okay. It's all right. You don't have to apologize. It's okay. So that leads into my next question is, as a runner, right, there are those lonely miles. Now, the three of us, we probably know what those, that's like because we've probably experienced a lonely mile or two. But for, again, somebody who's a non-runner, how would you explain, like, a lonely mile or a hard mile? <laughs> well... I don't know. When I'm out there, I ran five miles this morning, and so when I'm out there... Awesome, Jerry. He's like, just, just ran five miles this morning. It's it fine. <laughs> and you just get in a zone is the only way I can explain it. Okay. And uh, you just put one foot in front of the other, and you can think about a lot of things and mull things over and decide things and think. You can think on your own. You know, there's nobody bothering you, so uh, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Have you ever had a lonely mile? Oh yeah. Amber? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you kind of just have those revelations like I need to work on this or you know how, where am I what am I doing or I really should, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm kind of um, a strange, so I listen to hip hop while I run. There you go. I was just gonna ask, like, who has headphones in, <laughs> so, right? Like, I, so that know, leads into my what I, I was gonna ask next. So, but you're I'm also a one guy. of those people that okay. are. You know, I'll talk to God while I'm running, listening to hip hop, and I'm like, <laughs> I get how terrible this, you know, work. I know, don't, don't judge me. I'm no, there's no judgment. But I think that's there's hilarious. There's just some moments where you're, you know, that's kind of where yeah. I like to call it, you know, my personal church. You right. know, you just kind of have those moments. Gotcha. Of, you know. Okay. I've never worn headphones. I was just going to ask, Jerry, you do not strike me as a headphone guy, but I'm going to ask. No, that's never. Just, that's just a difference in, okay. in you know. That's a different sin. Is that the, the runner 10 commandments, thou shall not wear headphones? Well, she's a student. She was a former student. Amber okay. Was, so, oh, Amber so was. Okay. You talk about gotcha. pass, passing the baton or gotcha. whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and she's done a great job. I didn't so. know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's so great. So There's the connection. See. I was it's trying neat. to figure it out. There yeah, it is. It's neat okay. to see. So my uh, famous Southern Oregon runner story is really lame, but, but here it is. So I show up. I turn 30. You talk about, like, trying to get back into it and find that rhythm again. Um, I was a runner in high school, three years at South, uh, lettered in cross country and uh, lettered in track my last two years. Didn't, didn't letter my first year in track. I was only a lonely sophomore running the 3,000, which is terrible. I went and watched my nephew run the 3,000 on a side note, and I, I went home, and I told my mom, I said, Mom, I love you. Thank you. 
thank you for coming and watching me run the 3,000 because it was awful. And then I hugged my wife because we were high school sweethearts. I said, babe, I love you more than ever. Thank you. She said, you watched the 3,000 today, didn't you? <laughs> I said, I, I did. Thank you. I don't know how you endured, but thank you. It's terrible to watch. Anyway, back to, back to Southern Oregon Runners. So I show up, turn 30, I show up Shamrock. This is my, my first run in a Central Point, uh, Crater High School. You know, it's been there mm -hmm. for years, you know. Obviously, Mike the Leprechaun's out there doing his thing and whatever, and which is awesome. And I show up, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, getting my number and, and getting the safety pins and all that. And uh, I, I look around the gym because, you know, everybody's in the gym kind of warming up. It's March, so it's still a little chilly out here in the valley. And I look around, and everybody's wearing headphones for the most part. You know, there's some that aren't, but but most everybody's wearing headphones. And I'm like... I read the paper. I read the thing. It said no headphones. And I went up to, I don't know who the race director was, but I found him and I was like, hey, what's the deal with the headphones? He's like, well, you know, we got to put that on there. It's a liability thing. But if you wear them, it's up to you. It's, you know, you're, you're taking liability on yourself. Yeah, right. It's, it's on you. It's, <laughs> it's not on us. And I was like, I thought it said no and I didn't wear them. And I felt so just out of my mind, like I needed them. Like Linus with his blanket. I, I just felt so beside myself. Ever since then, I shamefully have worn them probably in every race since. So, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. I'm a headphone guy too. That's okay. I'm a headphone guy too. Yeah. And uh, I have a friend that actually runs who listens to Conway Twitty. You talk about weird stuff, but he listens to like George Jones. I'm like, dude, throw some hip. I'm with you, Amber. Hip hop. Hip hop. There it is. Okay. So, um, so we we talked about you know discouragement. We. We, we talked about, you know, those lonely miles, but, but what causes you to continue to do it day in and day out and persevering to, to be the, the, the good runners that you guys are? To me, it's just like brushing my teeth. It's just something I do. And if I don't do it, I feel it. Uh, I feel like I need to, you know, it's a, it's a release, obviously. Um, it's just, it's just part of life. How many days in a row have you run consistently? I do six, and then I take a day off. Okay, so you do take a day yeah. off. How many days have you ever run consistently without taking a day off? Do you I have a streak? Do, I only do six. Only six? Six, that's it, yeah. Never done any more rest, than that. Rest is equally as important, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the rest aspect is vitally important in running. You know, you need to let your body heal up and and that sort of thing. So. Okay. Amber, how about you? What, you know, How do you persevere to keep going? <laughs> or coach perseverance to keep going I, even, right? Honestly, it's the, the kids make it easier to go um, for me because I'm a mom. I've definitely put myself on the back burner a lot. Well, oh, no, no, I need you to do this and this. And then um, when they were like, hey, we might want you to come run with us, I was like, oh, the kids are going to need me to show up and set an example and once I'm out there, I'm, I'm thrilled, but it's not quite as natural as brushing teeth for, for me. For you, as <laughs> of really, yet. It takes some serious negotiating sometimes with myself, but, I'll, you know, once you're out there, it's, it's a, you feel so much better, and it's amazing, and I'm like, why did I fight myself to get here? But, yeah. um, but yeah. she's, she's a youngie. She hasn't run 50 years yet. No, <laughs> I so haven't. It'll, get, it'll get to It'll her. get there. It'll okay. Get there. All right. Well, there's hope for me, too. So I'm going to throw my coaches under the bus. So I was coached by, in high school, Bill and Sandy. Uh, yeah. Bill Rowan. and Sandy Rowan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. And so Bill Rowan, uh, so if he ever hears this, uh, hopefully not, he's not offended, but he never ran with us during cross country. He rode his bike all the time. Sandy, on the other hand, for track, would run with us all the time. She ran with the girls mostly. Uh, but if we were lagging, man, she was just barking like a little chihuahua dog. I love both of them dearly. That, I say that with respect, but they were, they were great coaches. And I think coaching has a, a great uh, part to play in running. How, how, how do you guys feel about coaching and, and running, and how crucial is that in your mind? Well, I'm self-taught, so... Oh, I you're self-taught. Okay. I didn't have a coach. All right. Yeah. Marathoning, I was more of a marathoner. That was my favorite distance. Um, but I didn't run in high school. And uh, so everything that, that I've learned has been on my own. And, of course, in, in the early days, there weren't, uh, there weren't even, even any running magazines. There wasn't a runner's world, you know. It was just a different, different time, different era. Yeah. Amber, how about you? Do you have any great coaches along the way? And I've had lots of great coaches. I was coached by Bob Jillian for a year, um, Justin Loftus, and then 
Lynn Kerrigan through high school. And they were wonderful. They always had their feet on the pavement with us doing the workouts. And I think that is a huge, that's huge. I forgot about Susan Cahoon. She was our coach too. Okay. Uh, and at South as well. And then Leslie, I Kaiser. don't remember. Kaiser, was mm-hmm. it? Oh, thank you for the last name because I, I didn't remember. I remember Leslie, but she came my junior or senior year. Mm-hmm. We had a pretty good team, though, so I don't know. We had great coaching. And so uh, to me, I, I credit a lot of that running craze due to that, you know, that coaching, that instilling in us to be good runners. And I think that's so important. That's why I love the, the hearing, you know, about you being involved in the talent middle school. That's that's so awesome. So, uh, so guys, um, <clears throat> is there a runner that, that really sticks out in your mind is like one of the best you've seen? Well, undoubtedly, the best one I ever have ever seen was Frank Shorter. Yeah, Olympic. he's pretty good, too. He was an Olympic yeah. gold medalist and yeah. silver medalist in the marathon. Yeah. And, uh that group, he and Jack Bachelor, and oh, there were a couple of them. They were from Florida, uh, and they they were the, they were smooth. They yeah. were smooth, and of course Prefontaine. He, he was, I mean, the greatest race I ever saw was at the Olympic trials in '72 between he and a fellow from Arizona. Um, I can't remember his name right now. But That's okay. Yeah. That, uh, what was it like? Probably. What was it like to watch Pre? Well. When I watched him, of course, he's been he's become bigger in life after his death than he was beforehand. And so I was just, you know, in those days, I was just watching another runner. Yeah. It, what, there wasn't the the Nike the right. Nike aspect that's made him a hero like. Right. Um, but he, but he was an excellent runner. I mean, he was George Young was who he competed against uh, from Arizona, but. He, he was a great runner. The smoothest, though, was Frank Shorter. Well, didn't they compete, right, that last, that last race he did at they Eugene, did. right, at yes. Hayward? Yeah, They're right competing against you right before his death. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that, to me, is, would be a race to go back and still watch, in my opinion. Right. Between those two. Because they were both. I mean, they, Shorter was at the top of his game, obviously. Pries at the top of his game, looking towards Munich. Or, sorry, looking towards Montreal, not Munich. Um, to me, that would have been an incredible race to, to go and watch. It was. And, again, Shorter was more of a marathoner. Right. So the, the race, the shorter the event, uh, Prefontaine had the advantage. And, but, yeah, it was a good run. Did you get to see that one? I didn't see that okay. one. Okay. No. All right. Bummer. Oof. Gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Um, my Prefontaine connection is my parents both went to Marshfield. And my dad was a high jumper uh, during pre's, uh, I think, last years of, of high school there. And my dad's story is uh, pre stepped on his foot as my dad was on the getting ready to come on the track. And he looks back at my dad and says, freshman, get off my track. And so my dad's <laughs> like, that's the only interaction he ever had with Prefontaine. And even in that moment, I'm thinking, yeah, I could kind of see that maybe happening, that he was that bold to say that was his track. And now, ironically enough, it is his track sure. they've, they've named it after him since so uh so so guys uh what has running taught you over the years and i say over the years because you know jerry you've been doing a little while and amber you've been doing a little bit too so not nearly as long as jerry but you know none of us guess. yeah right off, yeah. right exactly <laughs> but but what is what has running taught you uh lots of things yeah you're braver than you think you're stronger than you think um you're capable of way more than you can ever imagine and uh, it's taught me a lot to um, how important it is to have family and community I mean I married my husband who was part of the Southern Oregon Sizzlers and his family and my family would meet every Sunday at Valley of the Rogue and go running his sister is my best friend running teaches you about not only the solo journey, but what it means to also have a community of people that are, are there to encourage you and push you on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's good. Did, did you get married on a track? No. Okay, just, track. just checking. All right, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> so running can help in relationships is what I'm also hearing, too. You know, you never know. Okay, Jerry, how about you? It's taught me so many things. Um, just as Amber just mentioned a, a lot of those things too uh, just to be persistent you know that's 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 really a huge thing and it's not only in running but in life because 
Life is going to, life is like the hills that we run. It goes up and it goes down. There are flat spots and then there are some not so flat spots. Uh, I think that's probably the main number one thing that, that it's taught me is that it's very similar to life. Yeah. Have you ever had that one thought that while you're running and you're like, that is going to be the game changer, there it is? Do you have any of those moments? <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> Dead silence, yeah. I, I ask because, because that for me, uh, when I'm out running, that's, that's what happens to me. And that's why I was wondering if there's any like profound things that just come to your head while you're running or just any crazy, crazy stuff that you're like, now I need to go do that because of this moment. I don't know. Like I said, it's crazy yeah. thought. So. I mean, I think so, but I don't know that I could put them yeah. into words. Would make me sound if I put a rap beat to it, would that help? Crazy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> to make him fight a little bit there. Make him fight a little bit. Okay, so uh, so so many times, and you guys probably hear this too, and, and Jerry, you kind of talked about a little bit uh, earlier, which was this idea that, you know, so many people I meet say, I hate running. How is your, what would your response be to that? I guess I'd ask him, first of all, well, what do you hate about it? And, and why? <laughs> um and see what their response was. Just to say that is a pretty huge statement, you know. Yeah, hate is such a strong word yeah. anyway, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I just hate running. Running is dumb. It's boring. Right. I have friends that say, you pay money, you know, Southern Oregon runners, you pay money to go run. You could do it for free. You know that, right? I'm like, yeah, but it's the competition. It's the community. It's, you know. The finishing medal. Okay, it's not the finishing medal. It's the supporting all the great causes. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's all of those things. But but I do. I hear so many times people say, I hate running. And I'm like, why? What What is well, it about are, it that you there hate? There are a lot of things that are easier to do. I mean, you can go ride a four-wheeler or whatever, you know, and go on a jet ski. You, those are things that you don't... Running's work. <laughs> and so I would say that those are things that... That probably there's just a lot of easier things to do in life than than to go out and exercise or run. Yeah, Amber, how about you? What do you what do you think of when you hear that statement of people saying I hate running? <laughs> you know, yeah, I kind of like yeah, it's hard. There's moments where I hate running too. <laughs> <laughs> but then it you get done right. Or you get halfway in, or you get a mile in, and you and suddenly you know you love it again. It's it's like a relationship, you know. Sometimes you're on, and sometimes you're off. <laughs> I re I really like that paradigm though, right? Life and then the relationship, right? Because again, sometimes you're really on it, and you're you're loving it, and you're and sometimes it's hard, and and you know you got some up and down hills like a relationship would be, and. I mean, no relationship I've ever, you know, had or even been in. It's ever been just smooth path. There's never been, you know, any hiccups along the Of course, of right. course there has, right? Of course. Yeah. And it teaches you, you know, commitment. And I think it's a, it's a great quality to, you know, learn as a child or, you know, even as an adult, what it takes you to be committed. And there are going to be hard times. And you are going to have plantar fasciitis, sir. <laughs> That's the worst, by the way. If, if you don't know what that is, go Google that. Plantar fasciitis is the worst. I've had it myself. Yes. I have it now, and I'm just running. Oh, are you? Oh, you're running anyway. Just live for the first hour of your wake-up time, and then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was lucky. I had it a while back, and the smoke came in, and so it kind of naturally had to stop anyway. At least I did, and, and that's what helped clear it up. When the smoke left, the plantar fasciae left, which I was grateful for. So, uh, so guys, uh, greatest challenge of the club right now, I know we kind of talked about getting people out and stuff, but, but Amber, talk about that. Why, why should people come be a part of Southern Oregon Runners Club in your mind? In my mind? Yeah. Um, because I think... It is a community of some of the coolest people that I've ever met. And the hearts of these people are so amazing. Um, every race director has the same kind of ideas and mission, which is what can we do to reach out to the youth community and help them learn about running? And how can we you know, make future presidents and race directors? and when you come to a race, 
we're standing there, we're yelling for you, whether you're the guy in the shorty shorts doing 15 or the lady who just started running and decided to, you know, go on a weight loss journey and it took her 45 minutes to do the 5K. We're an all-inclusive group and it's just a place where you get to be your own little weirdo and we love you for it. And that's what I love best about the club. Is that what you envisioned, Jerry, when you guys started it? What she described? I don't think we really had a vision when we started. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's being honest about it. But I think running is so personal. And anyone can, can, you know, it's, it's, anyone can run, you know, if you're physically able. Uh, You may be slow. You may be faster than someone else. Or you may not. But... It's, it's not like a, you know, you don't have to have a, a team like in football or basketball. You, you can go out and run anytime, whether you're at home, whether you're on a trip, uh, wherever you are, visiting somebody. So I think it's just that's a personal thing that it has the, you have the ability to do it any place, any time. And it's a great way to see things, you know. When we go somewhere, I, I take my running shoes and... And uh, it's an interesting way to see different parts of whatever town, city, location you're in. Do you have a favorite race, Jerry? Oh, gosh. Uh, locally, Pear Blossom. I wonder why. Uh, why, the, why the Pear Blossom? Well, <laughs> we organized it for 35 years, so that's that, probably has okay. something to do All with right, it. All right, maybe. Um, but Boston. The Boston Marathon. Oh, wow. Uh, that okay. was one of my favorites. And I uh, have a very good friend who directs that race, Dave McGilvery. Uh, in fact, he'll be out here in Medford uh, next February. Wow. Uh, other than that, favorite race. Oh, boy. I don't know. I ran the first marathon in Oregon, and that was Trails End Marathon in Seaside. And so it has some special meaning just because it was the first one in Oregon. They're, I like every race, though, for something <laughs> different. No, they all have something yeah. different. The Pioneer race that the club puts on is yeah. our oldest uh, And ongoing. that's done here, right here in Phoenix, yeah, right? right here in Phoenix. Yeah. You know, and that's coming up. November 16th. November 16th, 16th yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm registered for that one, by and the way. And Amber and I think Mike Davis are, you guys are directing that, right? This year. Yeah, this year. Okay. Uh, but it's it's got to be a favorite for locally too. Uh, but I like all the races. Yeah. Okay. Amber, do you have a favorite race that comes to mind? Um, my favorite pastime race is definitely Pioneer. Okay. Lots of really great, great memories. Um, running with my dad the nine mile, um, and then two years ago I tried to take a stab at like my 17 year old self to try and beat her. No, didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm still kind of chasing after 17-year-old Amber someday, maybe not this year, but next year when I'm not race dressed. What was your What was your 5K time in 17? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, it was all right. Not great. <laughs> I think it was like 23 <laughs> or 24 or something like that. Was it? I'm just curious. Yeah, I uh, I got to be honest. When I when I turned 30, like I talked about, you know, the Shamrock Run, and and I I fell out of love with running. I don't know what happened, but I but I did. And I remember last year, a friend of mine who I think became a member kind of late or whatever, um, challenged me. She said, I bet, and maybe even when it was my wife, so we'll give credit where credit's due, maybe equally parts. But my wife said, I bet you can't run a 5K every month for a whole year. I bet you can't do that. Ah, the challenge. And I was like, challenge <laughs> accepted. It got dicey towards the end because we were going to Disney World. Our family got blessed to go to Disney World. And so I was scouring the internet for a race to do. And luckily for me, the, the gal that, her name is Debbie, that uh, helped pay for our trip to Disney World, found a race in SeaWorld. And so I ran through SeaWorld in a gingerbread costume <laughs> in Florida in a gingerbread costume. It was very hot. I was dripping. I was a very hot gingerbread man. Um, but anyway, uh, Jerry's just shaking his head. He's like, that's not okay. That's Runners shouldn't wear gingerbread costumes. They shouldn't. Last year, I wore a turkey suit to the turkey truck, just so you know. Okay. I'm doing it again, okay. so I'm going to help him out and All do right. it again. Okay. But, but my, my thought is, is that running has to be fun, right? It has to be exciting. But I think so many times we look at activities like this and we think, oh, it's going to require work, maybe too much work. 
And I think sometimes people just want to stay away from that or shy away from that. How, how I know, and I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, but how do you counteract that? Like, how do you put aside that voice in our head that says, don't go run? Well, I think Amber pretty much alluded to it that you feel badly if you don't go. And uh, I guess if uh, someone was trying to tell me that, I would just say, you know, you have a choice. Get off your butt and get out there or just sit around and, <laughs> and then lay around. Yeah. You have a choice. Yeah. You know, life is full of choices, and we all have the right to make them. So um, don't just talk about it. Do it. Yeah. Amber, what would you say to that, too? Um, just, el again, eliminating the voices in our heads. I would say when that voice is the loudest is when you're right there for that make-or-break moment, um, when you're about ready to just say, I don't want to do this, and when you go out there, I think that's when you kind of level up in your mental game a little bit. And that's when I kind of encourage the kiddos, like, this is the time. This is where you get tougher mentally. Because at the end of the day, anybody who's physically able can run. But you have to be mentally tough, right? And you yeah. have to be mentally tough for life. Yeah. And so another good reason why running is awesome is because it just makes you mentally tough. So I would say push past that. You know, it's a liar. I like that. It's a liar. Yeah, I like that. I ran 29 marathons, and marathons 26.2 miles. Uh, every time you're in a marathon, there's going to be a, a certain time in that race when you just want to say, the heck with it, you know, I'm done, I'm finished, I don't want to do it anymore. But you got to work through that, and if you can get through it, uh, there'll, be, there'll be an end. There's an end point, too. There's a finish line. Yes, there's yeah. a finish line. Yeah. And uh, so it's very gratifying if you can push through that, you know. Okay, last question, then we're going to play a game. Uh, but I want to uh -oh. give you a chance to talk about the club. So last question, then we're going to talk about the club, okay? okay? So last question is this, and we'll play our game. Well, we'll ask the question, and then we'll hear about the club, and then we'll play the game. That's okay. the order. I, I think I got that down. Anyway, we'll, we'll follow along here. So where do you guys find your inspiration from? They're both looking at each other. They're like, who wants to go first? Oh, man. <laughs> As a grown-up? Sure, grown-up as an adult. I don't know. <laughs> Take it as you will. Where do you where do you get your greatest source of inspiration from? To run? To run or just in life in general? Sure, yeah. How how do you look, take that question, know. Jerry? I, I look forward to each day. You okay. Know? Uh, I mean, life's a gift. Yeah. There are a lot of people that that yeah. have awful, horrible situations, and I'm lucky. I can still get out there and run. Uh, I'm still healthy, knock on wood, but uh, I don't know. I think that you have to have a positive attitude, and um, I think I do. I, I enjoy life. I look forward to each day. That's all. That's Okay. Nothing you draw inspiration from to help get you going or get you motivated? Well, I'm like Amber. I have a, I have a nice <laughs> Ni I mean, '90s hip hop. No, I, I that, a, that doesn't do it. I have a lovely wife and okay. a lovely daughter, and yeah. and that certainly lends to it too. Okay, Amber, how about you? You had plenty of time to think about this. I though. know, you're killing me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, so many things. There's so many things to be inspired by. Um, first of all, love seeing Jerry when I'm taking my kids to school. That's inspiring to see him basically every day that I take the boys to school. Is he out running when you're running. taking them to school? We're neighbors, basically. Nice, okay, yeah. fair enough, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, there's Jerry! And he's running and I'm not. Yeah. Oh. Later. She does it later. Maybe. <laughs> nice, maybe, okay. Um, my kids. Okay. The other kids, my nieces. I, I have boys. So for me, I want to, I think to myself, how can I be the best possible example of, you know, a strong humble, caring, loving woman for these nieces of mine or girls that I get to be part of their lives through cross country. So for me, I guess my inspiration is, I don't know. I, I guess part of the question. Yeah, I guess part of the reason why I ask that is sometimes we need something to inspire us to do something great. Sometimes. 
right? Or even just do the normal, right? Sometimes we need a motivation to get going. And I think for some, running could be that, right? If they find that inspiration to, to find a reason why. Maybe it's to have a better health, to, to be with their kids more, to run with them more. Or maybe, you know, in you know Jerry's case, uh, of just having that extra drive, making it like the routine in life, right? The inspiration to get up and do it. Like, it becomes routine. I guess that's the reason why I was asking that question that way. So that's awesome. So, Amber, let's talk about the club. Okay. So how many races are there a year? We're going to play club trivia, I feel like, right? No. Um, I think we're at 18 coming 2020. Okay. Because I know we're adding some. I say we because I'm a member yes. of the club as so well. So we are adding Camelback. Right. Um, and we are... Which is great. brutal. Which is, it's I know great. it's brutal, but <laughs> it's, it's one of those races that is just loved yeah so it's and you get to finish on the track which i love so it's an honor to have it to be part of our that's awesome officially because it it basically basically was a club type of thing actually my wife and i it was 1969 december 31st which is my birthday so i know exactly when it was (laughs) and uh i love the date trivia by the way jerry you just pull them out of nowhere just like let me just go to that encyclopedia. Okay, there it is. And I, went, right. I went out for a run okay. and, and uh, ran the Camelback run. I didn't, you know, when I went back and I told my wife, I said, this is crazy run, this course. And um, it's like a Camelback. And so that's where the name came from. Yeah. Camelback. Yeah. It's a tough race. Yeah. It is tough. It's a tough race. I've only done the 5K. I've never done the 9 mile. No, thank you. I've drive never it. Ran it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even think I want to drive it, right? but it's, so we got Camelback coming in 2020. So, we so that's do cool. Have Camelback coming in 2020. Okay. We are retiring the couple shuffle. Okay. Just, I'm devastated by that. I know. You I know, broke I, my Nike sunglasses there, so maybe I'm a little bitter about yeah, it still. Yeah, so maybe it's okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. So we're, you know, we're going to, races have come and gone yeah. lots of times yeah. throughout the history of the club. Um, we're going to try this out. Good. I like so, it. We're so we have two races still. If people want to participate in, we have. Uh, by the time this airs, uh, Pioneer will uh, be. Pioneer will be on November the horizon. Sixteenth. November sixteenth. Phoenix High School. Right, and then the big one. Turkey trot. Turkey trot. Right, that's exciting. Turkey trot is very exciting. And you added something this year to turkey the trot. Five k. Yeah, that's important. So you know, the two miles great. What we found was a lot of families like to walk that two mile. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard when you are wanting to run yes. two mile to wade through families. Yes. Um, so we were like, hey, let's just add a 5K. 5K, we'll send it out the same way that the eight miles or eight mile people are going and see how it goes. Yeah. So we're really excited to add that. And we're really, really excited for this race because it is also our major, major funder for our Southern Oregon runners, um, shoes for student athletes. So we have a fund up at Rogue Valley Runners, and if a coach reaches out to us um, and says, hey, you know, I just got this kid who just needs a new pair of shoes, we send them to RVR, they go get shoes, and they take it out of that fund. So we've been so fortunate to be able to give, I think we're up to $2,300 worth of kids' shoes. $2,300? I've had the personal, like, joy of going and getting a pair of shoes. I need that set again. Them. Can you say that one more time? I'm not going to interrupt you. Say it one more time, nice and clear, if you don't we mind. We have given $2,300 in shoes for kiddos That's across awesome. the valley. And I, it's a, it's a slow process to get that kind of word out, but it's starting to get out. And we're, it's, I mean, to take away that burden of, a, of not being able to shoot or take away the obstacle of a child who wants to run, but it's like, I can't because I don't have good shoes. To be able to take that away and give them the gift of running, it's priceless. It's worth it. It's worth every 5 a.m. wake up to set up the finish line and, you know, plus I get out of Thanksgiving dinner cooking, so... <laughs> I thought that's why you were the race director. Right? Now I know why. Uh, I, I won't. We'll keep it a secret. Nobody will know that that's why you're doing turkey right. trot. So, so a couple of other things too. If yeah, I can please. Yeah, please. Here, Absolutely, Jerry. Of course. Club, anytime. The, the club is, you know, the all-weather tracks are in the valley. The club is donated to every one of them. Hmm. So that's another place that there's been some funding, and then uh, Amber and Mike Davis and that crew, they initiated the 
uh, entry fee for kids to be paid uh, for the races from, uh, from what the club makes. So there are some things that people don't really, the, the club really, we don't shout it out enough probably, and probably we should do more of that. But, but it's just not the club uh, doing stuff for the club. It's doing for other things too. Well, and I think that's the part that people sometimes have the disconnect with, right? I know I did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to raise my hand to this. Is, okay, I'm paying my, my $20 or my $15, depending on if I'm a member or a non-member, right? 20 if I'm a non, 15 if I'm a member, right? What does that 15 go to? Does it really go to this race that has been going on for, you know, I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm spacing on the on the name, but there's one race that had just celebrated like 50 years. Oh, or stage something. Coach, yes. Stagecoach, thank you. Um, and I was thinking to myself, isn't this stuff already paid for? I mean, the, the timer stuff's already done. And so what does that money really go to? So well, Stagecoach, yeah. yeah. Stagecoach is a good example because good. That goes, the fees for that go to the Pear Blossom Scholarship. Good. And see, that's so important see. to remember, right, is yeah. that right. these fees aren't just like going to somebody's no. pocket, no, right? No. Everybody is volunteer. I'm a volunteer. Everybody volunteers their time. We... Um, the timing guy because you know he's got to try up travel the trailer out there and set up a higi it's a nothing like everybody who if he what he gets paid is not nearly as much what work because what also goes in is him sitting there putting stickers on every single bib on a friday night after he's been working for eight or ten hours right. so i think the big thing is this club is run 100 percent on volunteers and it's motivated by the heart you know for the love of running for the kids the community and that's just something that i think a lot of people don't realize you know and on top of that like you said we're we've given we've also been able to give talent talent, talent middle school, middle school in lincoln yeah. savage um basically if a school were to approach us and say hey we're kind of really hurting and we need x y or z I'd be able to go to the, the executive team or the board and go, hey, where can we where can we help this? For running. running. Yeah. For running. For yeah. running, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a cool opportunity. And then, you know, like Jerry mentioned, in 2020, we're not even charging kids this year for races. So it used to be seven dollars. As soon as January frostbite hits, It'll be a zero entry fee for kids that are 18 and under, because I was a high schooler who was 18, you know, October birthdays. And yeah. <laughs> so we'll be able to do that. Um, Jackson County Physical Therapy is going to put on little clinics with us, and we're going to be able to just kind of pour into those kids more. So it's really cool. Well, we've also donated to the bike path, too, because a lot of runners use it. Yeah, so there's absolutely. just a, lo a lot of things like that. that yeah, and, and I think as the average runner, not only runner, but member of the club, because as I said, I'm a proud member, uh, I think we fail to see those things or fail to know those things. And, of course, it's hard to get the word out. It's hard to – because, you know, sometimes when you get the word out, hey, we're going to do this, you might have 10 other people say, no, I don't think we should do that. We should do this. And it's like, no, that's why we have an executive board that's why we have a president that's why we have people that are in those positions for a reason and i think to me um i'm proud to say i'm a member and i'm proud to be a part of the races and i i'm disappointed when i'm out of town and i can't do a race you know i'm, I'm still disappointed that i didn't get to do uh the talent uh you know harvest festival run i've loved that race i love the downhill to it it's so awesome and of course that happened to fall on prefontaine yeah, weekend was, that was and, a hiatus anyways so oh, okay. it was actually at the rogue xc okay so we call it the talent harvest festival went yeah. cross country okay. but it'll be back next year good yeah. Okay, because I did have fun at that one. Of course, it fell on the Prefontaine weekend, and I didn't even yeah, end up going yeah. to that, which I was disappointed about. Still mad about that. But, but, uh, but Amber, how can people sign up to be a member? What can people do if, if somebody's hearing this who's a community member? Because, again, I don't know where the show goes. I don't know who hears it. I really don't. We talked about that a little pre-show. But, but, but how can someone, one, how can they get involved if, they, if they're like, man, I'm on a volunteer. I got a free Saturday or whatever. But then how can they also become a member? So if you if they go to... Uh, SORunners.org, so SORunners.org. Yeah. They can sign up to become a member. They can contact us. Um, 
all the emails when you send it to info at sorunners.org comes straight to my email the president herself so rest assured like i don't they'll get responded to yeah um if you're a business and you're thinking wow we really like what they're kind of doing here and we want to join forces with them again info at sorunners.org we'd be thrilled to have as many community partners to make running accessible to as many kids as possible as many adults as possible just kind of open up our doors to yeah beginners or and going back to it i think that's the legacy maybe that that maybe you want to have jerry i mean i don't know maybe i'm putting words in your mouth if i am <laughs> forgive me but but maybe that's the legacy you want to leave right is you've now kind of in a sense maybe passed the baton a little bit you know, using a running term, track term more or less, not a distance term, but a track term, passing that baton to Amber and some others to, to say, hey, guys, this is maybe again, and you, you laughed about it, but maybe that's not the vision you had. But now look at this vision that has happened or this this club that has now um, surpassed maybe some expectations. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think anytime you do whatever you do, whether it's a business or an organization, you're not going to do it forever. And if you can have somebody step in and take over, and it's like when we did Pear Blossom, when we turned it over to the YMCA, and they've done a great job. Uh, Amber's done a great job. Mike Davis done a great job. You know, the rest of the crew, all our race directors. Uh, it's, it's very gratifying to see that it will continue on and be as a viable organization and, and do better than what you did before you hope that it'll do better than what you did before at least that's what i would hope anyway it's yeah. like raising kids right like you want them to be better than yeah, you were. absolutely yeah for me growing up in the club yeah you know jerry and irish mike and charles hodge and all of them yeah there's so many great kind of great runners yeah part of the club so for me the i feel this extra like weight to just kind of carry on the tradition and kind of bring what I remember feeling to life again as the president and how, you know, it was such a family-included event and all those great memories that the club was able to provide me and my family as kids. It's something I want to do for everybody else because Jerry and my Irish Mike and all of them made that happen for me. This is our 50th anniversary. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I was going to so say, somebody yeah. going to talk about yeah. that? I was no. going to bring it up. So, so okay. I mean, that's awesome. You know, 50 years that an organization's been around. Yeah. And Not you, a lot of people can say that, by the way. Yeah, no, no that's absolutely that, that, true. That's what, that's what I'm excited and, about as well. And that has not existed because of one or two people. It's existed because of a, a lot of people. Right. I mean, you guys are sitting here with me but there's so many others as we've mentioned that sure. that really are behind the scenes that are shoulder to shoulder with you you know in the in the fight in the race in the run whatever it may be sure yeah absolutely yeah. an exceptional group of people who are incredibly supportive and i'm i just feel so fortunate to have so many people that want to work so hard for for free yeah <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, it is, right? Yeah. yeah, I give them, like, a T-shirt, you know? Yeah, you're like, you get a T-shirt. <laughs> hey, you know how many runner shirts I have? A lot. I love T-shirts probably more than finishing medals. I just want to put that out there. So so let's talk about Turkey Trot for a quick second. You are actually being very generous, right, as we're going to do a promotion as part of my show. So yes. t can we talk about that promotion for a minute? So it's going to take place in November. We're going to start the first Wednesday in November with this promotion. Okay. So stay tuned for that. But, but tell us what it was what people get to be a part of just by uh, commenting and liking our Facebook post. Oh, and yes, what they're going to get from, from, from the club. So, so from you the remember club, this? We are going to offer up a family four pack, including shirts to run the turkey job. Right. Um, so you get shirts yeah. and entry, yes. right? Shirts and entry for four, of course. Yeah. yeah. So now they can be four friends even, right? Four of whoever. We're just going to do four of whoever. Four Free so that's like a $98 value. We did yes. the math on that. Somebody yes. in, in accounting did that for us. We're, yeah, I'm not a math the guy. They crunched some numbers. Yeah. Uh, MIT got involved, out, you know? but something. Yeah. Anyway, we got the Rolodex or the, uh, what is that? The the beaded one. What oh, was that? Do you remember that abacus. one? The abacus, Jerry. Yeah. I was trying to help you out. Thank you. The abacus. <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> that was an old joke, Jerry. I had to get it in an old that's joke. That was right. my only old joke, okay? We also would, do a yeah. um, canned food drive for access. Yes, so that's so, important to talk yes. about, too. And we do a little turkey dash for kids that are like five, six years old. Just a little hundred yarder. We encourage everybody to bring food for access. Last yeah. year we took two giant barrels and they were overflowing. When you see the barrels, you guys, they are for the cans and not trash. I yes. don't want to pick banana peels. Please, again please don't please. pick out banana peels. No, don't be, don't <laughs> be that guy. Don't be that, don't be that gal. <laughs> you know it was a guy. Yeah, it was a dude. It was totally a dude. <laughs> Girls know better, right? <laughs> So, and I'm hearing rumors that there could be a guy in a turkey suit. There, uh, there a could cooked be turkey. a cooked turkey. So, Jerry, you might have to come out for that. <laughs> so, so Amber, I'm going to hand this to you. This is our magical oh. cup, uh, North Carolina. So, uh, we're going to play our game now. It's called Senseless. So, you get to roll first. So, you're going to roll the die that's inside there. Yep, there really is one in there. Trust me. And you get to number four. So, you get to answer this question. A game we like to call Senseless. So, Amber, uh, what sound or noise do you love to hear? Is that sarcastic? No, I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> like, that sound or noise. Do you, not everything's sarcastic. Wow. Sorry, my it's okay. Is. Yeah, oh. I know. Middle school, you, younger kids, I everything's sarcastic. I love the sound of rain on a tin roof, not to sound like Matchbox 20 or whatever that wow. band is. Yeah. But it's really comforting. Yeah. Rain on a tin yeah. roof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jerry, you get to roll, buddy. All right. All right. You got a number, number one because you are number one, right? Uh, so here we go. Uh, how do others see you? Uh-oh. Mm. Boy, you'd have to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was sarcastic. Yeah. How, but how do others see you? I would... Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I would hope that they see me as just someone who's a hard-working individual, um, sincere, um, all of the uh, 12 things of the Boy Scout law, trustworthy law, helpful friend. <laughs> I don't I know the Boy Scout law. You were an Eagle, were an Eagle, Eagle Scout, Scout too? Yeah, oh, so. man. Jerry. <laughs> he is like a tough question. Tough question. Okay, tough question, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just leave it at that as a tough question. Okay. Guys, any last thing on the club? Anything you guys want to leave with? I'll leave you with the last word uh, or comment or anything like that, and then I'll kind of wrap up. I don't know. We're, we hope that you will come check us out. Try a race. If you're unsure, send me an email. We'll work something out or you can just kind of come out and be a part of our community. I think you'll fall in love. I know I did. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. It's fun. I was so honored last year. I was competing against, and I, I'm not going to say his last name because I don't think I know his last name. Josh is, is his oh, first name. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Yep. I was winning my age group all year long for Southern Oregon Runners. It was the first year I had done, like, every race I could, right, schedule allowed, and I was so excited to see that trophy at the end of the year, and then he beats me out at the last, like, three races, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? So I ended up getting second. So this year, I'm hoping... All goes according to plan. I'm leading my age group right now. Maybe I shouldn't say that because now others, well, I do want Josh others to. Josh might hear this. I know. Might Josh might hear this races. and then start running races and then somehow get like 40,000 points. Who knows? I don't know. But but, but you can also be runner of the year, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, what that is, basically, you get points for every race that you do, whether you place or don't place. You get points, which is fun. Who doesn't want to win points? And you might even get a finishing medal out of it. Yeah, we do a, a, like a pizza party and... <laughs> Everyone, you know, who plays invited. Yeah. Oh, we are doing a 50-year party. Yeah. So we're excited about that. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. So if you're a Southern Oregon runner, you should have gotten an email about that. I know yeah. I did. And so yeah. please come be a part of that as well, right? It's going to yeah. be a fun event. It's a golden party. We're looking golden forward to seeing party. everybody not in their running clothes. <laughs> I think somebody should show up in their running clothes. <laughs> if maybe. they do, it must be 1969 attire. attire. Like some Frank Shorter. Shorts. We, we know of someone who might do that. We do. That's I'm hoping. we won't mention. Gonna be embarrassing <laughs> if that happens. All right. Well, guys. Nah. nah. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, I know you guys could Thank have you. been anywhere but here. I mean, you you you, you, get, you took some time. Jerry was maybe a little uh, apprehensive. I don't know. Maybe you weren't. Okay. He was shaking his head. Amber's like, no, please don't. But I think it's been good, right? It's yes. been good to get it's the word fun. out. It's been so fun, fun. I hope. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, as we get on out of here, this, of course, has been Other People's Shoes. And, of course, I am your host, Neil Matthews. I want to thank my guests so much. 
Amber and Jerry for giving me a few moments today. Wasn't it great to learn more about Southern Oregon runners? I know I had a good time with these guys. Wealth of knowledge there, both ends. Hey, stay tuned next week. Hope your bags are packed. We're taking a trip out to Pennsylvania to sit down with my guests next week. We're going to get back to square one. What do I mean by that? Well, I guess you'll have to stay tuned for Wednesday when that happens. So stay tuned for that as we uh, try on another pair of shoes two times next week. Again, this, of course, has been Other People's Shoes. I'm your host, Neil Matthews. Join us next Wednesday. And remember, when you walk in other people's shoes, really, really do get a different perspective on life. Of course, I am your host, Neil Matthews. Can't wait till then. Thank you so much for joining us on Other People's Shoes. Of course, I am your host, Neil Matthews. Thank you again for giving us a few moments this week. I don't know about you, today's episode really spoke to me. Both Amber and Jerry had so many great points, but one point in particular that will really stand out for me was first Amber's passion for coaching. And to see those young ladies that she was referring to running up that hill, she was almost in tears over that. And and that to me was very impactful. The other impactful uh, thing for me was Jerry talking about how running for him is almost like brushing his teeth. It's just so natural. I dream and aspire to be that way as a runner. How about you? Maybe you're not a runner yet, but hopefully today's episode maybe uh, get you uh, off the starting line and into the race itself and into the right lane that you should be in. At least that's my hope. Hey, we're still doing our book giveaway and that's of course involving Tracy Maxfield. She has a signed copy of Escaping the Rabbit Hole, My Journey Through Depression. And here's Tracy for more. Hi, I'm Tracy Maxfield, and I was on podcast Other People's Shoes a couple of weeks ago talking about depression and my journey from the rabbit hole. In fact, I wrote a book, Escaping the Rabbit Hole, My Journey Through Depression. I have given a signed copy of my book that they can give away. I hope you enjoy my book. Thank you, Tracy, so much. And again, if you'd like to get your copy of the book, it's pretty simple. Just go to facebook.com under Other People's Shoes and, of course, comment there below and we will enter you into our contest. For a second entry, you can do so at instagram.com under OPS Podcast Show and, uh, of course, hashtag at Escaping the Rabbit Hole and that'll get you an entry. For a third entry, you, of course, can go over to Twitter and tweet us at People's Shoes under the hashtag Escaping the Rabbit Hole and that'll get you entered. And then, of course, for a fourth entry we would just ask you to just give us a review on itunes pretty simple get your four entries into this contest and of course you have a chance to win a signed copy of escaping the rabbit hole by tracy maxfield again remember when you walk in other people's shoes you really do get a different perspective on life i'm neil matthews thank you so much stay tuned until next week